Good evening, Patriots. And tonight is the end of Monday, July 31st, the end of the month. For some of you, you've already crossed over into the 1st of August. And we'll just have to see how this next month goes. Hopefully it goes well. If you haven't heard, (laughs) this is another one of these. You'll know why I snickered here in just a second. Um, Pee Wee Herman, otherwise known as Ruben, Rubens, I'm trying to think of his first name, doesn't matter, Rubens, passed away on Sunday at the age of 70. And they say it followed a six-year secret battle of cancer. Uh, The part in the media they don't want you to hear is this part. Over the last 10 years, Rubens kept a low profile following multiple brushes with the law over incident expo- indecent exposure and possession of child pornography. So all I can say is good riddance. <clears throat> I don't have anything else to say. If you're a Pee Wee Herman fan and that offends you, well, <laughs> guess what? Don't care. All right, Patriots. You know, the one thing that I do enjoy is a good night's sleep. And tonight, you get to be reminded about what I think is the best pillow on the market, which is MyPillow 2.0. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The MyPillow guy. And you're looking good. Still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever, MyPillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My Pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My Pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a MyPillow or not, you need to get the brand new MyPillow 2.0. Call or go to MyPillow.com now. Use your promo code, and for a limited time, when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit MyPillow.com. Yep, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Promo code Bards. I'm telling you best place in town to get sleep stuff and those pillows are awesome if you don't have a my pillow 2.0 get one they're great i love them best addition to my pillow collection i don't have many either i have two so i i took the other two which were my pillow 1.0s and one is in the hyperbaric chamber actually no both are in the hyperbaric chamber and then i took my pillow 2.0s and i put them on my bed they're great so get one MyPillow, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards. All right. You know, I was thinking about, I was watching all these ridiculous, insane, in the current events type videos of just watching our men in blue violate our Constitution as they crush down people's right to free speech. I don't really know what's going on with a lot of our police departments. But they're getting confused about their oath and the ordinances of a city. And it's very clear, it's very simple in the Constitution that any law, any rule that violates the tenet of the Constitution is to be ignored and has no power over the people. The problem is people don't know their Constitution and they don't know 
what makes this country tick. So on top of everything we're doing, and this is where I've, I've been really giving this a lot of thought, we have the common law we have the common law program on Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. That's going to be on Cloud Hub. We're going to have more information on that sign up, hopefully tomorrow. Hannah's working up a whole sign up sheet, or I mean, how to get on the Cloud Hub and use it. I don't know Cloud Hub, and we're going to record it as well, and then we'll we'll probably put it up. Well, it'll be easy because I can put it up on Vimeo, and then I'll cross post it into Telegram so you can find it there. And we can even post it on our site. And we're just going to have it. Everyone can just go in there. I'm not going to do a private show. We just want to do it open. And then I am going to ask people to donate to Jaron as you're, as you're called. I think that's a lot easier to just, as we get closer to it and we start getting there, just be have a heart and give to a guy that is giving all of this away for free. It's pretty amazing. So any, any, Plus, he's a West Point graduate, which I have a lot of respect for. But here's what I'm getting at, and I've been praying on this a lot, and, I, and, and I've really been praying to Father, and it's like, where do we begin Operation Vineyard? And everybody wants, and I'm not excluding myself, we all want at times to jump into the action without setting the foundations. So there's some pretty interesting and interesting essential foundations we need to have. Common law, as Jaron teaches, is fundamental. So those links, I promised you those earlier today, they will be up tonight under each of the shows of today, okay? You'll be able to find those links, and I will post them tonight before I go to bed into the Telegram room, and I will pin it so you know where to go and watch his classes. And I really encourage you to watch his classes. Jaron does not have a, a link to donate. So what I'm doing is any donations that you want to give, we're going to set up a dedicated link just for Jaron on our site. And some of that is, has to do with apparently some people don't like him and have made it very difficult for him to get donations set up, which I think you can understand what that means. It means he's over target. So I, I want to get this thing going, but the fundamental issue here is we have to get smart on some things and know what we're talking about. And we don't. That's the problem. And we're not well-schooled in the fundamentals of our own Constitution, our, de our Declaration of Independence, to understand our authorities and our rights, and we don't understand common law. And in all the praying that I've done on Operation Vineyard, that is where it always comes back to, which is to set the foundation. We have to set the foundation before we go charging out and do other things. Because once we understand the principles of common law, it's going to drive you to read more in Scripture and to understand more about how common law and Scripture work together. Jaron does a fantastic job on that. And it will give you a basis as well as what we're going to start doing. And I'm going to, I'm going to say I'm going to dedicate the evening shows, but I'm also going to give myself a little bit of latitude here because there's times that we're just going to have to dig into a deeper focus on Scripture and prayer. But in the evenings, I'm going to be starting to go through our founding documents, which is Declaration of Independence and our Constitution and our Bill of Rights. And I've not even done the full Constitution here, but we need to start doing this because this is the education that we have to have. And I'm hoping that this encourages people then to go forward 
and to start studying it on your own more. We have to get smart on this. So this, we have to start getting smart on all of this. It's what our requirement is. We should have been smart on it our whole life, but they kept it away from us. So, so I want to just begin with the Declaration of Independence tonight. And, but before I do, I want to see a couple of things here, okay? And what those couple of things are is I want you to hear the Second Amendment, and I want you to hear the First Amendment, and I want your First Amendment and Second Amendment in that order. I want you to hear them so that you kind of have those in your thoughts as we move forward. And there's a lot, we're going to get into the history of the First Amendment and then the Second Amendment, and we're also going to go through the Constitution. Okay. The First Amendment is pretty clear. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or the press or the right of the people peacefully to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. All of those things, I want you to just, as, I, as you think about those, every one of those was violated in COVID and to a massive degree. The establishment of religion, meaning they cannot establish a law respecting the establishment of religion and prohibiting or, or however that is in restricting. And that's the, uh, the direction they're trying to take us, which is to rid the world of Christianity and make us all under one world religion. Keep that in mind. But at the same time, they're also limiting the access of religion to governmental places by saying Christianity is is offensive. This is their war with the atheists that they use against us. Our founding fathers were believers in Jesus, and they understood very wholly, which we're going to get to a moment here, that our country was built on the foundations of the love of Christ. That's We are a Christian nation. That's why I do not use these terms Judeo-Christian. That's garbage. We are a Christian nation. And we are a nation built on the principles of God's law. And we don't read the Talmud, and we do read the Bible. So kind of important issues here. Okay. And that point of prohibiting the free exercise of religion, that was violated, run over by a Mack truck during COVID. Abridging the freedom of speech, that's another one. In other words, impeding it in any way. That happens almost every single day now, or the press. The problem is with this is the press itself violates that rule because the press doesn't want to be free. It is controlled by the deep state. And so they use this as a way to constantly churn the pot because they control the message out of the press. There is, an in, there is something endemic to all of these laws, all of these principles of the First Amendment, which is people are seeking the right of freedom of speech, but also it's a freedom of speaking without trying. There is a general sense that you're not trying to propagandize a public by a government. Remember, these are the rules of the people. And so there's a real big question, which I'm just going to throw out. We don't have an answer for, but what happens when the state assumes the right of freedom of speech and press to just say whatever they want to misguide the people, arguably, 
in a country built on we the people, that's a violation of our basic tenets of this country, and that they, that government there becomes therefore becomes a despotic or tyrannical government. And then to continue, the right of the people peacefully to assemble, again, churches was a great example, and they peacefully assembled under COVID-Con, and they shut them down. They used all of that. They've used the medical tyranny as a way to destroy the First Amendment. And, the, and of course, then you have censorship on the digital space, which this is why I I'm, I'm, want to be very clear here. The, the Constitution in here, in the First Amendment, does not limit the freedom of speech and, and just to, fin- to, and to peacefully assemble the right to speak, freedom of speech and of the press. So the citizen digital journalist, citizen soldier, the digital soldier information war we're in, we are all citizen journalists. So we are all given the right by the Constitution to the freedom of speech and the freedom of the press, regardless of the platform that we're on. And the petition, and then finally, to petition the government for a redress of grievances, which is extremely important when you go to the Declaration of Independence and understand that. So remember those words, we'll come back to them. But it's very important to get this in in our framing here because what they've essentially done is they've privatized this nation and is if we when we step into a corporate owned platform it's now corporate laws and bylaws and concerns of everything from racism to whatever that can dictate and override our first amendment that's because we're functioning under their legal system and we're not functioning under common law and that's why again i'm directing everybody's focus here towards the importance of common law because the first amendment the second amendment all of our amendments the constitution the declaration of independence they're all framed on common law where we are sovereigns we the people not we are subject to the whims of the government and the corporations and that's how they're catching everybody so that there's no right in any of this for them to censor us, to stop us from freedom of speech. There's not a cop in this land that has a right to arrest you. And just so I say it, you dirtbags in blue that think you can do this, and I, I'm, I'm being clear, you are absolute traitors to this nation. And there's enough footage coming out that these gangs of thugs that have badges and guns that think they can shut down free speech because of an ordinance or because of some garbage they don't want to hear, that's absolute stupidity. You're violating the Constitution that you're supposed to be an oath to. But the problem with so many cops these days is their loyalty is to their union and to their pension. So I really do pray that you discover the reality that your pensions aren't worth anything, and I hope you all end up being poor. So that's my little sidebar. Just, And, and I just want to be say, say this. I say that lovingly. I do. The Second Amendment is important because a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. There's something in this, when you get to the history of this, and we'll get into more of this in the, through this week, what we are not doing well is organizing local militias in conjunction with our sheriff's department in our local areas, or not in conjunction, depending on what your sheriff is, if he's good or bad, if he's a constitutional sheriff or not. But we, that was also part of the intent because they were dealing with the invasion of the British. And actually, the Second Amendment have its, has its roots, as in the First Amendment, far back beyond the colonial period. It goes back into British history, understanding very well what the treachery of the crown was about. 
And they set these provisions up, taking that history, which we aren't even taught these days, to have an understanding of why we needed them. Our founding fathers had a deep history of understanding what tyranny looked like. We've had a deep history of looking, of understanding what being lazy on our butt on our couch watching TV looks like. Not being active and proactive patriots. So a lot of where my focus is now, and this is as God has led, is to lead this push here to get educated on our, again, deeply on our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, and with the assistance of someone like Jaron and others that we will bring on, get smart on common law. When that picture is built, we now have one of the critical founding pillars to build on Operation Vineyard. Because that starts to give us the tools to engage as sovereigns, not engage as slaves, which is so important. And just for the record, in the history that I'm looking at here, which I'll go over tomorrow night, this takes us back, the First Amendment takes its roots back to 2015 with the abuses of England's King John, just so you know. It's pretty interesting. All right, now I want to dig into the Declaration of Independence. For me, this is the most important document we have right now. And I don't think we read it enough. I don't think we focus on it enough. And I think we should focus on it a lot more. And so before I dig into this, because I'm going to go through this whole thing tonight, top to bottom, we're going to read it. And that discussion may carry on to tomorrow night, but you've heard it before, but we are going to read it. We're going to read the grievances. And we're going to build off of our Declaration of Independence. So one more thing, and that's just EMP Shield. EMP Shield's one of our great sponsors. And you know that we're dealing with psychopaths, pedophile psychopaths, in fact. They'll do anything they can. There's all sorts of worries. In my own town today, get this, they had a power outage at all of the grocery stores. What's the chances of that suddenly happening? You know why that happens. These are targeted attacks. And someone can tell me I'm a conspiracy theory, and I'll take it. Because when you go after the grocery stores, the frozen and cold sections in a power outage are the ones that get damaged. And that what is the critical thing there? Meat, eggs, milk, proteins. So we don't know how far this is going to go, but you need to be prepared for an EMP or some sort of attack like that. So head on over to EMPShield.com, EMPShield.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. Get $50 off, and right now, site-wide, they still have the Freedom Sale going on, which gives you an additional 10%. So $50 off and free shipping with your Bards code, plus you on the site-wide issue on their Freedom Sale, they're still giving 10% off, which is fantastic. And they have these devices for your ATV, your car, your house, your base, your ham base station, your fixed generator, your RV, even your solar system. I'd highly recommend you get one. They get multiples of them. You install them where they need to be. They're easy to install. Great resource library for installing. Equally great resource library on their certifications, which are top tier, literally top shelf. And it's all America-made. So head on over to empshield.com, empshield.com. Use your promo code BARDS, $50 off plus free shipping, and now site-wide still 10% off for the Freedom Sale. There you go. And all those links are always below the podcast. All right, let's, let's dig into the, the Declaration of Independence. In Congress, July 4, 1776, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another 
and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them to a entitle them a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the cause which impel them to the separation. Stop right there. Now listen, this isn't just a random, hey, we're out of here. This literally is a, is a statement of justification, which is very much in alignment with faith, that we aren't just taking an action. They're presenting these as a well-articulated argument as to why we must make the decision to move forward. And that is the foundation by which legally they are moving forward to separate, which also puts them in alignment with God. They're not trying to be, they're just making the position that this is how we are as Christians. You've morally violated us. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Now, currently, our model is inverted. The consent of the government allows the the governed to agree. (laughs) The government expects us to consent to them. That is exactly upside down. It is we the people, which is what the Constitution begins with. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government laying its foundations on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Now, stop. I want to go back to something here. Remember what I said about the First Amendment. One of the keys of the First Amendment is and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. What they just described there was that all of that process of freedom of speech and the redress of grievances has failed. That's what that tees at when it talks about a government becomes destructive to these ends. Additionally, a well-regulated militia being necessary for the security of a free state, the right of people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed because they knew very well that without those two, the ability of free speech and the ability to write to defend this government would become tyrannical and you'll end up like all these other countries that don't have guns like Australia. You gave them away. All right. So we, go on here, and to institute a new form of government, laying its foundations on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. In other words, don't be a whimsical leftist revolutionary that every single time something goes bad, you want to burn down a building. I didn't say that. In fact, and last time I read this, I've, the last hundred times I've read this, nowhere in there does it say that your right to protest, First Amendment, it doesn't say your right is to burn down every building in your block and threaten people and force them to be your way. That is that's against the First Amendment. But it does suggest that if that does happen on the Second Amendment, we have the right to protect ourselves the security of the free state, being necessary for the security of the free state. We have failed. 
I'm just going to be clear. We have failed over the last eight, eight years. We have not invoked our First and Second Amendment rights effectively as a people, and we've allowed a bunch of a small group of Hooligan insurgents to rush roughshod over us and provoke a color revolution and try to get us to retract, which we have, as the policies of the state step in to say, no, you cannot do this, but we must protect the insurgents. This is why we need to reestablish our power, and to do that, we need to step in as sovereigns under common law. So going back, prudence indeed will dictate governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. All right. The problem we have here is too often when we read this, one, we don't like to read that line, but we all got soft and we didn't stand up as a people to change those things that were improper. Indeed, we did. We endured them, and we we let the experiences that were bad. We suffered through them because that's human nature. And then the problem is, you get to the point where everything becomes corrupted, which is where we are now. When we talk about changing things in the government. The point is that we have to understand that change is also local. The problem in our propaganda these days is we always think think in terms of trying to change federal. The Declaration of Independence works from federal down to local. And when we empower ourselves locally to do this and we affect change, the federal has no power. But what a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. We're here. Don't kid, don't kid yourself. We're in a point of despotism. All you have to do is look at what's happening with the FBI doing house raids on Project Veritas. It is their right, meaning the people. It is their duty, something we don't take seriously, by the way. This isn't something you get an option at in the United States. You're not supposed to. You're supposed to be fighting for the powers of we the people, which are we the people as sovereigns of God. And we're not doing it. So in a very simple sense, to take that argument through, God gave us this country. He empowered us as we the people to rule this nation with ourselves humbled before him, taking our authority from the scripture, walking our authority into the world as common law. We failed, therefore we failed God's mission. And that kind of burns when you hear it, but it's true. And it would be easy to fix, but we're going to have to fix it and we got to wake people up. So it is their duty to throw off such form of government and to provide new guards for the future, for their future security. This is not just, the reason it's a duty is because that tyrannical government is now stripping us from our relationship with God. It's taking over as the sovereign when the sovereigns of this land are us. And there's your problem. And that's why we have violated the very tenet of this Declaration of Independence of where we are right now. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies. So now we're going to go into the history of this. And such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. They were in the same position we were. 
They have gone through this trial and then they were faced with the challenge of having to change the systems of government, which is not easy because people are more inclined to, are most disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than right themselves by, by abolishing the forms in which they are accustomed. That's right there, okay? The history of the present king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having the direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. We can replace Great Britain with federal government, with Washington, D.C., with every single agency under the sun. To prove this, let's fa- let facts be submitted to a candid world. So this is a very powerful next series of, of testimonies as to why and the justification for why they are now seeking the independence from England. And it's critical that we understand this because I would challenge you to write these grievances yourself. I've done one. It's, I think it's on the website of, a, of the Constitution, which needs to be updated. But I rewrote this for a modern day, and I think I'll do it again. But the fact of the matter is that there, we have plenty of these grievances to address. So here they go. Speaking of the king, he refused his assent of laws, the most wholesome and necessity for the public good. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance unless suspended in their operation till the assent should be obtained. And when when so suspended, he has utterly neglected to attend them. In other words, he's restricted, the king restricted the governors from doing anything unless he approved it which sounds very similar to where we're kind of going today as they imply pressure. Remember that part of this architecture we're dealing with today is most everybody in power has been placed there by some lottery of the rigged elections. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodations of large districts of people unless those people would relinquish their right of representation in the legislature, a right uh, inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. Well, we see this happening all the time. All you have to do is go to Chicago. He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. I will give you an actual case of this right now that just happened. And it happened up in Lynn County, which is 90 minutes north of me. But rather than the problem we have now is this isn't just a sole king like they had. We are dealing with corporate tyranny. So there's a corporation from Idaho that's trying to put in, take up a bunch of farmland to put in a solar array so they can feed the Tesla drivers that go from Portland to Eugene so they can feel good and have green energy that's not really green energy. So what they did in this exact thing here is Lynn County is where they're doing the action. They had the town hall meeting in Lane County, which is south and out of the way, and most of these people are farmers, making it difficult to get there, and they placed it in an upstairs tiny little room, which was hot and uncomfortable and difficult to get to. This is the exact thing that they keep doing. This is a repeat, and we have to understand what they are doing. Continuing, he has dissolved representatives representative houses repeatedly for opposing with many manly firmness his invasion of the rights of the people, like taking Trump to jail with the DOG or, or charging him with erroneous crimes or sticking J. Sixers in jail. 
He has refused for a long time for such dissolutions that cause others to be elected, whereby the legislative powers, incapable of annihilation, have returned to the people at large for their exercise, the state remaining in, in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without and convulsions from within. Sounds like defunding the police, wiping out our military, and leaving chaos to the people. Hmm, almost like it's happening today. He has endeavored to prevent the population of these states for that purpose obstructing the laws for naturalization of foreigners, refusing to pass others to encourage their, their migrations hither, and raising the conditions of new appropriations of lands. This is just another variation of open borders of what we're dealing with here. They've always played this immigration and naturalization game so that they can control the people that are coming in and will occupy, and always looking for more obedient subjects. He has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his assent of laws for establishing judiciary powers. They're trying to, this is the same in this time. It was different, but the variation of that today would be rigging the courts with deep state and bought off judges. He has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of his, of their offices and the amount and payment of their salaries. We call that blackmail today with kids. In other words, the judge gets in place, they frame them with, with, diddle, with kid diddling and whatever else, and then they hold their salary and their power over their head, knowing that if they dare speak out or step out of line, they'll expose them to the public and ruin their lives. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat our substance. That would be the FBI. That would be DHS police. That would be a whole variety of agencies, including the, the uh, forest department, forest service that are now police officers to go hither and to literally feed off of, eat out of their substance, which is our taxpayer dollars, including the IRS, to suck us down dry and to harass people to comply. He has kept among us in times of peace standing armies without the consent of our legislator. That would be FEMA. That would be FBI. That would be the idea of DHS police again. And then we can even go so far as to talk about the National Guard because they're controlled in power by the federal government since the federal now play, pays more than the state for their, for their uh, maintenance. He has kept among us, I already said that, he has affected to render the military independent of the superior and to the civil power. That is happening right now with the, with the coup that's happened in the Pentagon, where they're now forcing down all of this woke garbage into our military and the use of the vax to, to dismantle our military. And now, because of the desperation they're needing to get recruitment to now allow foreign nationals, non-citizens, illegals even, to come in and join the military as an illegal, this is what they're starting to do, and to have a fast track to getting a U.S. citizenship. He has combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our construction and, and, and acknowledged by our laws, giving his assent to their acts of pretended legislation. That would be the treaty with the WHO, the recent declaration of independence with Mexico and Canada to establish the North American trade bloc, all of these things, and submitting to the central banking. All of those things happened right there. For quartering large bodies of armed troops among us. Well, anytime that we have 
This is was had to do with the British being forced to live into your house. We haven't quite got that bad yet, but we do have this invariable warrant garbage that's going on with our FBI bypassing the sheriff and kicking in your door because they want to harass you. But we're, this was a big one for quartering large bodies of armed troops among us, which would be the occupied space. But we have that in, in effect. We've seen that in Portland. We've seen that in other places. And we just, this is a, an ongoing issue here of our militarized police force and our militarized military working on domestic grounds for protecting them by mock trial from punishment by any murders, which by any murders, which they should commit on the inhabitants of these states. We are seeing this all over the country right now where judges are letting out criminals onto the street, even Hunter Biden's trial for cutting off our trade with all parts of the world. That's happening because we are in, we're becoming increasingly, as those that are dependent on the supply chain system, you're noticing that things are shortening up. It's harder to get goods and services. These, this organization of cabal is doing what it needs to do to squeeze the people and force them into a certain type of living by limiting what they get access to in goods and services for imposing taxes on us without our consent. Hmm, that would be the IRS income tax and property tax. For deriving us in many cases of the of depriving us in many cases of the benefits of a trial by jury. Here's this will amaze you. Over 89%, 82 or 85%, excuse me, of cases and maybe higher now as high as 92% of cases are n- never taken to jury trial. Most cases are done by plea bargain, and the plea bargain is always in the advantage of the state, which gives you an option of taking their way or suffering consequences. For transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended offenses. That was a jurisdictional thing, and now you'll find that they do some of that by state to state to find a state that has a better jurisdiction for what they want to achieve. They do that in federal courts the same way. And if you are considered an enemy combatant, they can take you to any place across the ocean to a black site where you have no rights and you literally disappear. For abolishing the free system of English laws in neighboring province, establishing therein an arbitrary government and enlarging boundaries so so as to render it once an example and fit instrument for introducing the same absolute rule into the colonies. We're seeing this with the rule of democratic states in cities, in particular Chicago, Seattle, San Francisco, Portland, Atlanta. These are the same principles of that on a, on a domestic level. For taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws, and altering fundamentally the forms of our governments, which is being done by executive order, SES class, and directed people that, and, and administrative agencies that are now overruling the Constitution because we don't know the Constitution. For suspending our own legislatures and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate us in all cases whatsoever. We are, we are there. We are, we are literally having agencies rule us and we are, not, we are not paying any attention to, who don't pay any attention to the Constitution. He has abdicated government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us. That war has taken on a different form. It was authorized by Obama to use propaganda against us. Congress has agreed to it, and they're waging that war propaganda-wise on the public every single day. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burnt our towns, and destroyed the lives of the people. 
Let's see. That would be Antifa. That would be BLM. That would be allowing the Chinese to come into our inner areas and reducing our our boundary of the sea so that they can mine our fish and ravaging all of our resources. He is at this time transporting large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the works of death, desolation, and tyranny already begun with circumstances of cruelty and perfidity, perfidity scarcely paralleled in the most barbarous ages and totally unworthy of the head of a civilized nation. That then was the Hessians they brought in. Today, it's the Muslims and it's the MS-13, it's the cartels, and it's the UN that are being positioned here as foreign soldiers being prepared to take us over from within. He has constrained our fellow citizens taken captive on the high seas to bear arms against their country, to become executioners of their friends and brethren, and to fall themselves by their hands. This would be what our police have become, unfortunately, where they have become puppets and instruments of a deep state that is not constitutional and now arresting people or forcing them to comply with them. Case in point is the FBI that went to the special forces guy's house to ask him to work as an informant for them and against J6ers. He refused. He now sits in jail. Yes, um, he has excited domestic insurrections amongst us. <laughs> wow and has endeavored to bring all inhabitants of our frontiers, the merciless Indian savages was, was known, whose known rule is, of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sections, and conditions. Today, that merciless savages are our teachers, our pedophiles that are in every single rank. They are the Antifa, they are the BLM, and they are those that are being influenced on the left to push this transgender agenda and mutilate children and do a merciless destruction of our culture and our family. As far as domestic insurrections, that's the big corporate money that has been instigating all of these riots. So what's my point in reading all those that way? I want you to see how absolutely relevant this Declaration of Independence is now and even more so than we've ever imagined as exactly as it was, as it was written then. So continuing. In every stage of these oppressions, we have petitioned for redress. Stop there for a moment. Absolutely true, 100% of what we have done as people of the United States. In the most humble terms, which we have done, we've pleaded, we've voted, we have tried to stop this in, in petitioning even our school boards to stop this. Continuing, our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. Check that box. How many times have school boards thumbed their nose at people and continue to do the, their own thing? Same with county boards. Same with government officials. You tell them no, you say it's not their right, they do it anyway. Same with police officers. A prince whose character is thus marked by every act which may define a tyrant is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. In essence, anybody that has done these things and rejected the will of the people is, has no right to be in that position of authority. This country is established for we the people. Continuing, nor have we been wanting in attentions to our British brethren. We have warned them from time to time of attempts by their legislature to extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us. We have reminded them of the circumstances of our immigration and settlement here. We have appealed to their native justice and magnanimity, 
and we have conjured them by the ties of our common kindred to disavow these usurpations, which would inevitably interrupt our connections and correspondence. They, too, have been deaf to the voice of a justice and of consanguinity. We must, therefore, acquiesce in the necessity which denounces our separation and hold them as we hold the rest of mankind, enemies in war, in peace, friends. This one's not going to be comfortable with some people. That just describes everybody that has been standing against the unvaxxers and standing against Trump, who has been as in a violent way. I don't care if you have a different political view. But when you take a position and we try to present truth to people, and I don't even need Trump in the issue here, when we try to stand up for truth and we have part of our population and we have been trying to get their attention and we have reminded them of the circumstances of where we are, we have appealed to their native justice and they have refused, we come to this simple place in this document which holds them enemies in war in peace, friends. We therefore, the representatives of the United States of America in general Congress, assembled, appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world for the restitude of our intentions, do in the name of and by the authority of the good people of these colonies solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states. I would say now we have to go to independent counties. They are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown. I will openly say I am absolved of all allegiance to this corporate United States of America and that all political connections between them and the state of Britain and change that between them and the federal government and in cases state governments is and ought to be totally dissolved and that a free and independent states, they have full power to levy war. As free and independent states, we have full power to levy war, I would add counties, and conclude peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and do all other acts and things which independent states, in parentheses counties, that's me adding, may of right do. And for the support of these declarations, With a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. A profound document. A document that is as relevant today than it was then. A document that everybody should know and master. You should be reading this document at least once a day. If you have children at home, you should be reading this document to them once a week. And it is absolutely one of the most important documents we have in our holding because it establishes the moral law, it establishes our allegiance to God, it establishes the foundations of common law, we as sovereigns, it establishes that the government is a subordinate element to us, we the people, and it gives us the authority and the duty to throw off such forms of government that that are no longer compatible with free men. It's that simple. We've had this here before us the whole time. The only thing that's holding us back are these last words of whether people are willing to truly live these words. We mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. 
if Americans would stand into that pledge, we would not be where we are. And I hate to say that we are in a place where we are against, where we have to call our brethren enemies in war and peace friends, but I want to make something very clear here. That is as it was in 1776. They were declaring family members, even though many were in England, enemies in war because they weren't listening. And it got to a point where the decision was had to be made of whether there was going to be a free people or whether there was going to be a people under the tyrant hand of the king. Today, our choice is whether we will be a free people or whether we will be subjects of slavery under the UN, World Economic Forum, and Global Banksters. And many of the people that align that way because of the world of convenience and money are now enemies to any patriot that is trying to stand for independence, freedom, and a country built on the foundations of moral law at the feet of God. It's that simple. Let's pray. Father, we come to you tonight and pray truly for clarity and discernment. As we have read through our founding document, which is establishment of this nation under you as a people subordinate to you, for all rights are given to us by our God. That's you, Lord, the one God, the true God, the God of hosts. We are in such a position now, the government has usurped your position and tried to establish itself as authority over us, making us subordinate slaves to the whims and wills of their legislative power. Father, nobody can take away our power and our sovereign right unless obviously we give it away. And tonight, we declare, for all those that will join in this prayer, we declare that we are going to assume and step into our sovereign right once again. We ask and pray, Father, for your guidance, your blessing, your discernment as we make these steps, but to do so boldly with the understanding that we make a pledge to you of our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. That all that we are now serving is you, Father. And for all those that will join in this statement and confirm this, it's an amen. That we are now pledging our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor to the throne. As we should have all our life, but a formal agreement right now, a compact with heaven. To understand that the march forward here is truly a war against evil. To reestablish this nation as a nation ruled under your throne, Father. And so we pray and ask for the clarity and discernment, the wisdom needed in these, in these future steps as we now position ourselves to unfortunately have to declare, even for some of our brethren, enemies in war and in peace friends. But knowing that we say that not with a vengeful heart, but we say that with an honest heart, with a door open for love and forgiveness as things come across in the name of our Savior, Jesus, but that we must take a firm stand to draw a red line into what we will accept and not accept in the name of Jesus Christ and the kingdom. Guide us, Father, in this hour. Correct us as need be. Give us eyes to see, ears to hear. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. It's an important moment to reflect on where we are. This document, the Declaration of Independence, when you look at the details of it and you translate those details to the moment that we now live in, 
you realize how we are right back where they were. With as many difficulties, as many challenges, and just as much as a feeling of being underdog to a mighty power. The thing is, what they understood then and lived into, which we know but we have to live into, is that they always had the greatest power on their side. They had the one God, the true God, the God of hosts, and they had Jesus. So patriots, I would simply say to you that in this hour and this time, this is a document to read once a week, to remind yourself of where we are. If you've taken that pledge or hesitate on that pledge to Father, then take it to prayer. But if you've taken it, reaffirm it. Because to me, this speaks all. Our rights were given to us by our Father, not by them. Only we can give them away, and I will not. So it's very simple for me to say to our Father, I am pledging my life, which I have already done through Jesus to the Father. I am pledging all my fortunes, which are His, not mine anyway. And I am pledging my sacred honor, which is His to guide and to manage for the sake of all things before me. And I do say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tomorrow for Bended Knee, until then or until the next time. Good night, God bless, thank you, and out for now. Oh, I want to feel something I just want to breathe again Dive into the deep